Welcome back to episode. And Anna had to walk away for just one second. All right. Well, I'll just do the quick intro then. Extremely sorry. Welcome back to the uh, third issue of the Dare Eternal presents Icons. Joining me today is the as the Myrmidon is Todd, with Anna and Zach as Launch and Recluse, respectively. And returning from abroad is Sean playing Professor Putty. Welcome back, everybody. Alright, as today's issue opens up, you are already at the scene of a crime. Each of you over the news had seen where there was an attack on a, uh, had been an attack on a, uh, still applied technologies lab. They're one of the big tech firms in town, uh, Lots of contracts with the government and with there being a military base outside the city. They've got a big setup here. Uh, a lot of their space uh, division is based in town. Well, there was an attack by what on the... The news only had cell phone video of it, but it appeared to be three people in powered suits you know, big bulky powered suits uh, attacking the facility. From your various places in town, you know, you rushed out there, ran at each other again. By the time you get there, though, they have already cleared out. It's not a waste of a trip. You've been uh, helping dig people out of rubble. You know, build. You know, buildings were dropped. You've helped dig people out of rubble. Emergency crews have shown up. You were assisting them. Uh, the police interview, but you showed up after the fact, so you really don't know, you know, any more than they do. Uh, as you're getting ready to depart, a rather fancy car pulls up. A man in a suit gets out, speaks briefly with the police before approaching you. His hair is uh, very short cropped. He's a little on the tall side, very slender. Has a very professional, kind of no-nonsense, fairly unemotional you know, expression on his face. He introduces himself as Bernard. He tells you, hello, I work for Mr. Steele, uh, the owner of the facility. He would, if you have time, very much like to meet you. Well, we'd be honored, I, I assume. <laughs> I personally would be honored. I assume everybody else will. Oh, excellent. He's... Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, please, this way then. He takes you to the limo that he showed up in. It, uh, 
it creaks a little bit, leaning to one side slightly as the Myrmidon gets in. As I do believe he is by far the largest of you. And, you know, made of stone. Uh, Bernard asks for your names as you're driving along. He tells you he's seen interviews, but, you know, he's just verifying what you like to be called. Sending it along to his boss. <clears throat> he can call me the uh, professor. Or Putty. Or Professor Putty, but not PP. Yeah. Yeah. Is well known. He's right. He's writing all this down. He just kind of looks at you. Mm, yes, of course not. And I say right. He's got a stylus and he's doing it on a on a small tablet. But. So you pull up to one of the larger buildings in town, which is the home office of uh, Still Applied Technologies. You're very quickly taken to an express elevator. It takes you up to the top floor. Let's see, where's the picture? Picture, picture, picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought I already had the picture set up as a handout, but apparently... Or, I thought I could just show you pictures, but apparently I've got to set them up as handouts. Also, uh, using my, my super senses and, and also my, my natural curiosity about things, curiosity, I am going to just try to be as alert as possible and just pick up any information traveling along or chatting, anything I can eavesdrop or observe. Okay. All he seems to be doing... Is uh is taking down the you know the excuse me I can't seem to talk this morning. He seems to be asking you all the questions and jotting down your answers. Uh, he really isn't giving away much himself. Now you could always just flat out ask him something. Uh, not yet. Well, in, in my answers to him. You know, in my, you know, laughing on the outside, crying on the inside persona. You know, I'm just going to try to keep it light and be charming and bubbly and friendly and enthusiastic and not really give up much of what we're about either, other than just, you know, PR or stuff. Mm -hmm. He responds, but he never really laughs at anything. He's not unfriendly, just... Just kind of dull. Alright, can you all see that picture? Yes, sir. Alright. Uh, big white room? Yes. Yeah, it's an office. Uh, Sean, as you're, walking, as you're walking through the lobby of the building, you're talking about being alert. You pick up on whispers from other people because you've been on the news. You guys have been on the news a couple times now, individually and in a, as a group. So you know there's whispers when people see you, but it's essentially just the you know famous somebody famous is walking through kind of stuff. Okay, usual. Uh, a few of the security guards seem to get extra alert. Not like they're worried about you, but just you know 
superheroes showed up, that's usually a bad sign. But anyway, stepping out of the express elevator, you see this office before you. With the exception that that big couch and table you see in front of you. Uh-huh. That area is cleared off and there are plastic tarps laid down. On top of the tarps is a partially disassembled Model T. As you walk oh, in... Car. Big pardon? Say good, it's a car. I get a totally different image when I walk into a room and see tarps on the ground. <laughs> but no. It's a partially disassembled Model T. Uh, a man is standing behind it. He is wiping his hands off on a rag. He's dressed in what you'd think of as, you know, typical business wear, but his coat is over the, is hanging over the chair at his desk, and he has what almost like a big welder's kind of apron, you know, over the rest of his clothes with his shirt sleeves rolled up. But he's wiping his hands off in a rag. He takes, as, as you walk in, he takes the apron off and lays over the, uh, the back end of the car. He extends, he walks up to you, extends a hand. So pleased to meet you, uh, Professor Putty, right? I think you're muted, John. Oh, sorry about that. What'd you say? So anyway, Sean, he walks up to you, offers his hand. Professor Putty, correct? Oh, I'll definitely uh, reach out my hand and shake his hand. I'll, you know, stretch out my hand a few inches farther than a normal hand goes. Yeah. He breaks out into a grin as he sees it. Uh, I'm Farron Steele. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. He takes the time to shake everybody's hand, introduces him, well, introduces himself to, the, to you as, as a whole. Uh, shakes you by hand, calls you by name, you know. He said, you I just want to let you know I appreciate how quickly you showed up to the uh, the scene of the attack. Uh, you know, it's a shame you didn't get there while the attack was still going on. But, of course, none of us were expecting this. You had to get across town, you know. Uh, he asked you if you have any idea what they did at that lab. Uh, you can give me a science roll. You might have heard something. All right. Uh, let's uh, go to the die rolls here. Let's see. Would this just be a two day six or a? Or a... Uh, what, what roll? Would you roll one d six. Add your. Uh, you got the science specialty. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm getting away from him. Bring up your character sheet. Did I not fill that in for some reason? I've got intellect of five. Uh, the, the little dive next to that will roll your intellect. It'll be plus, If you've got science, especially, it'll be a plus one. Okay, so intellect and then a plus one. All right. Now, when he rolled that, I heard it in my earpiece. So it sounds like you're getting the uh, 
roll twenty sounds, but not the not the camera and mic stuff. Weird. All right, so you got a six. Plus one would be a seven. And then I've got to roll the counter roll. Alright. So you beat it by one. Uh you don't know specifically, you know it was part of theirs of part of their space program. Alright, I'll, I'll just say that. I'll say, oh, you know, yeah, I've, I've, well, I've heard uh, that you do uh, some work on the space program here. Uh, he goes, you're right, that was our part of our civilian space uh, business. They're working, officially they are working towards space tourism. Hmm. But uh, he tells you they were, they were working on an experimental drive, uh, not FTL or anything, you know, blatantly sci-fi like that. But it was something that would make, say, getting a person to Mars and back much more feasible. Uh, it was in its fairly early stages, but looking at the video footage, you know, of the uh, internal security feeds, that seems to be what they were going for. They weren't trying to take the information. They seemed to be just going in and destroying the prototypes, the lab. Uh, they inputted some sort of virus into the into the database. He said that part was a waste because it's been backed up, but but the computer's own site got trashed that way. Do you have a competitor that you think would be wanting to put you out of business like that, or? Uh... Perhaps some, uh, you know... Oh, sure. SpaceX, Boeing. There's a, he's, he's got all kinds of competition. But any that you think would resort to... Any that jump out at you as resorting to that kind of an extreme measure? Sending supervillains to trash your lab? No. That's... that's not that, not, that the, not that some of his competitors aren't immoral enough to do that. Most of them wouldn't risk the blowback of something like that, you know. Right. Because this would be this would be following into like flat out terrorism charges. Considering that they also do some, uh, not in that specific lab, but his company does some government work as well. So, <clears throat> you know, he he, he doesn't recognize the suits. They're, they've run the the suits through the database. It's not a known villain or villain group. Uh, I mean, you've got plenty of armored villains, so you know. Any any inventor type could have come up with something, but he also doesn't know why a villain would target him to destroy the tech as opposed to steal the tech. However, he has one more facility that is working on this. That's what he wants to talk to you about. He would like to set you up on site after he has after he's basically going to leak it out that he's got another prototype at this other lab he he would get the regular police to do it but he hates to send he hates to send officers in against you know powered armor he's a little worried about what the uh you know he's a little worried about casualties 
understandable, admirable. But you're superheroes, you do this sort of thing. Uh, looking at all of you, he's like, you know, would you be willing to help me? Uh, I guess uh, we'll, I'll have a quick little confab with the team. I, I think I would. Oh, by all means. Uh, he asked you, if, you know, he asked you if you'd like any drink or refreshment. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask him if he can get us some refreshments, and we're going to have a little chat amongst ourselves for just a moment or two. And uh... he tells you you can, you know, he just kind of gestured anywhere in the office that you'd like. He steps out of the office to. Uh, to call down for snacks. Alright, confab. Well, any reason we shouldn't uh, do this since this is the adventure? <laughs> <laughs> we at least find out what happened. Yeah. I don't necessarily like being used uh, in personal security, <laughs> but. You know, there's no guarantee that they're not going to do this, do this thing again at another facility, and someone and more people might get hurt. Exactly. I don't like working as private muscle for either for a private corporation, but it does seem to be the easiest way to find the guys doing it since they're probably going to hit again. So, and I can go undercover, you know, more or less, try to make myself look like a regular lab tech and just kind of work there. Plus, that it satisfies my curiosity. I enjoy learning about that sort of thing. And I'll just wait for an attack to happen. Uh, so, I'm up for it. Lon, do you have any opinions on it? Um, not really. She kind of agrees with the whole not wanting to use, I think we should uh, kind of make sure that he doesn't like, you know, go on the news and brag about how he hired a superhero team as his personal security force. Okay. But, yeah. Reckless? So we can tell him, yeah, we'd like to be very discreet about it. Okay. Marvadon, you got anything to say? Hey, it's easy. Needs my help. I'm good. All right. All right. He comes back into the room. Uh, he has a drink in his hand. He has a secretary or an intern or somebody else is coming behind him with a little tray, and it's nothing too fancy, but it's just a mishmash of little finger foods, various drinks. So, have you given it any thought? Ah, oh, um, excellent. We'd appreciate if you don't say anything about say anything about us on the news after this all settles down. Well, if there's another attack, that will clearly be on the news. Uh, but you know, I will simply say that you helped me. You know, that in in that you were investigating the attacks, and you know, that you came to the rescue. He goes, I can understand if you don't want to be seen as a... Hired muscle. Yes, yes. Then it, he, he assures you that is not how he intends this. Right. Or, or as be seen as an endorsement of a particular private business. Mm -hmm. 
Plus, if you put out word that we're on the job, it may make the guys less likely to attack, which would thwart our attempts to catch them. So. Oh, yes, he doesn't plan on saying anything before. All right. Sounds good. We're all on the same page. Let's do it. Okay. He gives you the address of the facility. It is, it's in a slightly smaller town called Rhodes Ferry. Uh, it's down to the, it's down a little south of, of Manford. It, uh, it's on the same river, but it's on a different side. He has a production facility down there. It is actually where they were making the prototype. Uh, he tells you they, they don't actually have a second one in production. You know, they had, they had made the first one, they shipped it up here and were testing it. But he's going to leak the story that there's another one almost complete down there. You know, basically when he makes his official statement about the attack today, he will talk about how, you know, they already had their files backed up and they already had this other prototype close to done, so, you know, the attack really didn't send them back too bad. Make it sound, make make the revealing of this information sound casual. <clears throat> so over the court, let me move the players to a different map. You should see the facility now. And I'm still seeing an office. Well, you can close that picture. Just did. Do you see a building now? Nope. What do you see? Okay, 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 hold on. It's a, your facility a map? Yes. Oh, okay. If I can get it to be the top something. Yeah. Okay. All right, so this is the research facility. Uh, that slider's going to go all over the place. So I'm going to throw your tokens down. Oh, right, I still haven't assigned those to sheets. Oh, yeah, before you got on, Todd, I was telling everybody to be sure to uh, type up a description of their character and send to me. Using, uh, you know, as much or little detail as you want. Just if, there's, if there's any particular element you want to make sure is in the, the uh, drawing of the character, if I can find me an artist. Just make sure that that's listed. I know you've talked to me and had to give me a pretty good description of your guy, but... Alright. So now I just need to find... that for the Myrmidon today. Alright, where are you sticking stuff? Right now, I just drop it on the map. Uh, 
Alright, yeah. Alright, Todd, see if you can move him around. What'd you say? Look down in the parking lot by the red car. I put a token there. See if you can control it. Alright, so that's you. Professor Putty, I remember him saying he had eye, eyewear. Alright, Sean. Right, looks like you got a hold of him. Represent sack. somebody for lunch. custom art for y'all. <clears throat> Alright, Anna, see if you can move those last two I put down. Should be that one and this one. So you can place yourselves anywhere on the map you want. Yeah, where are we trying to go? You're basically just on guard for something to go down. Unless you're in disguise, you probably don't want to be patrolling outside where you can be seen. <clears throat> uh, is that a 
Yes. I am going to be just uh, disguised as a normal uh, lab tech, and I'm just going to patrol the areas where it would make sense for me to patrol, walk through science areas, electronics areas. Okay. Yeah, I think I would be disguised to look like a lab tech as well. And uh, who's talking to who? Uh, the yellow-ish one is mine. Actually, yeah. Yeah, uh... Rachel's pretty much going to be just larking the, larking the ceilings. Going to be what now? Larking along the ceilings. Alright. The, uh... The staff here has, of course, been told what's going on. They have instructions that the second anything starts to go down, there's a safe room for them to get to. And the entrance to the safe room is over here in this office here. Or if you're zoomed out, it's room nine. Oh yeah, one of the room nines over here on the far left side. So it's been it's been a day or two. Nothing too exciting has happened. Uh, Todd, is the Myrmidon in full outfit? Yeah, that's the only way I come out. Okay. Through the busier part of the day, they have you stationed, basically, they ask you to basically be over here in room three. You know, basically out of sight, since they want everything to appear normal. Yeah, but why would I do that? Well, it's pretty girly. <clears throat> because the enemy might not show up if you don't. It's only they only want you to do it during the busy part of the day. Eventually, eventually, you and the staff come to a compromise, and she just comes and checks on you periodically. All right, Sean, as the as the day as like I said, it's been a couple days. You're in the end of the second day. Your uh, unique position here. You're basically able to stick your head into pretty much any lab you want to and chit chat with whoever's you know working there. Okay, good. Anything I can find out of uh, interest? Oh, some of the stuff they're working here is on here is pretty neat. Uh, there's a few things that they shut off. The, a few of the scientists, as soon as you walk into a room, they shut off their computer monitor. Uh, but they tell you they're working. You know. Some of their work is classified. Right. So, uh... Understandable. But they're, uh, they're not restricting you, though. You, you know, you're, they gave you a little lanyard with a key card, and it, it gives you access to pretty much anywhere. 
you know, in case you All have right. to get there quickly. And uh, obviously, I'll try to stay as close as I can to the area that's most likely to be the target. Mm-hmm. That would be <clears throat> that circular area you've put yourself in. That is really where the main labs are. A lot of the outer area there is uh, is the office space. Uh, Recluse, the staff tends to avoid you. <laughs> that makes it so much easier to raid, raid the break room snack bar. So Recluse is fine with this. Yeah, they come in, they find you on the ceiling eating their snacks. Uh, you hear a few people complain about their lunches missing, giving, and they and they immediately look at you, and then quickly away. <laughs> Somebody hit my lunch. <clears throat> the lunch misses, you know, like their dog or your kid misses. Eat half of it and put it back. Okay, I'm not evil. Ethically dubious sometimes, but not evil. I was about to say, you eat half the kid and put it back. <laughs> All right, Todd, give me a D6 roll, just a straight D6 roll. So you lost. Which only means, in this instance, <clears throat> when things go down, it is not one of the times that the secretary was checking on you, so she's at the desk when this happens. You're sitting there, reading, flexing in the mirror, whatever it is you're doing to pass the time there in room three. There is a quick alarm sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of that, you know, kind of repeating. Eh, 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 eh. It only does that about twice before you hear a, a, a the sound of metal, metal tearing and glass breaking coming from the reception area. Okay. All of you hear the alarm go off. Uh... Recluse, you're close enough to also hear the the sound of glass shattering and all that from the uh, front up here. Can we go check it or do we have to roll some kind of initiative? We're going to start up with initiative. Is there some kind of security room with the monitors that Yes, uh, let me check, where was that? Security was room two, where is room two? Uh, Oh, yes, there it is. Was that, is that where you would have stationed yourself? Uh, sure. 
Give me an awareness roll. You just happen to be looking it up from your phone when you see this hovering ship basically uncloak in front of the parking lot. It's uh, it's roughly the size of like a U-Haul truck. You know, it's got wings. They're a little on the stubby side. And it seems to be hovering, you know, in place without too much difficulty. As it decloaks, the side door opens up, and you see three of these armored figures step out. Oh, right. Still gotta make it a... Uh... Still gotta make it a handout. Hang on. Alright, can you see that? So you see three of them step out. They hop down on the ground. The crashing you heard is when they go through the revolving door. They just kind of tear it off its hinges. You hear them, you know, the, the glass in the door shatters and the metal's all crumpled up. Do I have access to an intercom? Or any kind of, like, uh, you know, to let everyone know they need to go to the safe room? Yes. And there are security uh, personnel in the room with you that immediately... Yeah, yeah, they're already shouting that and getting up to move there themselves. Not yet. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and roll initiative right quick. I would like to move out here, heading towards the reception area. Ah, there's the turn order. All right. Give everybody a turn. Alright, everybody give me a coordination roll for initiative. That one was very close. All right. 
Yeah, you maxed out your initiative. Alright. <clears throat> so you had stepped out into the hallway. Alright. Launch, you're up. What do you do? From that room to the hallway to here. Uh, I don't reckon I can attack, can I? I don't really have too much attacks besides jump at them. Let's see. It's been a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you've got like a, what, a five or six strength? Yeah. You know, it's. You're Captain America strong, anyway. Not sure that's entirely legal. It should be. I'm not entirely really sure this company is on the up and up in the first place. <clears throat> that's merely you suspicious of big business. If you're wanting to use your leaping to do damage, you would need to tap an aspect, uh, burn a determination point to substitute basically one stat for another. Because that's an 11 to hit. Where did I put his character? Alright, so that was a. Yeah, right up against whichever one of them it was. And that uses your. Did you use your coordination or your. Alright, so he will dodge with his coordination. 
And he ducks to the side. Next up, Sean, you hear the alarm start going off. You hear the security personnel come over the, uh, come over the PA. Basically, Honestly, I'm going to head there as quickly as possible, you know, make my legs a couple feet longer and run there really fast and huge okay. strides, try to get there as quickly as I can. All right. You can arrive down here this round, but not... You can get there, but you can't get there fast enough to take an action this round. Okay. So you can choose to just walk on in, or you can stop at one of the doors and kind of wait until your next round to actually kind of bust in where you can do something. Yeah, exactly. Once I, once I get there, I will uh, assess the situation and, uh, yeah, hold on and wait to uh, bust in at the uh, best moment. So you move your token down just you know wherever it is you want, you want it to be standing. Oh, sorry. All right. Let me. Uh... All right. So are they in four? Where does the sound appear to be coming from? Are they in fourteen now, or are they in? Uh... Uh, as you run out. The walls of this area are thick enough you have not heard the crashing and smashing. You just heard the alarm go off and the guys over the PA say the attack was, you know, an attack was happening. So like the scientist you're talking to immediately gets up to go, go run to the safe room like he's been instructed to. Alright, I'm going to surmise the attack is happening around here somewhere. Just... If nothing else, you know that, that, that room number two here is the security... So they could tell you if nothing, if you can't tell once you get out there. Two's right here. You jumped into one. Okay. Uh, you run in. The uh, One of the security guys in the room looks up as you come in. They're attacking. There's three of them. They just came through the front door. And on the monitors, you can, yeah. see, where, you can see where Launch has just attacked one of them, and it kind of sh shifted out of the way. Yes, yes. So well, I will head uh, uh, here then as quickly as I can and take stock of the situation. All right. <clears throat> Next up is this baddie here. Let's see. 
he is, he launch is the only, well, launch and the secretary are the only targets he can see. So he is going to take a shot at Anna, or launch rather. This one right here. He's basically shooting across the room at you. So you would roll... Beg your pardon? Yes, this, this doohickey right here is the revolving door. They tore it out getting in. No, no, no. I'm just saying because I have my Russian kinetic blast line of sight. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You can see. You knew, you knew three of them had walked in. You got, you know... When you look, leaped in, you, okay. you looked around to see where they were. So, I need to roll a... Coordination. Just straight coordination? Uh, if you have a dodge or a skill that would help, it would add a plus. Alright. You see him bring the barrel of the gun up. You kind of duck down low. It seems to just fire one projectile. It's, it's not like it's going, <clears throat> you know, on semi-auto or anything. But let's see. You draw me a line here, so if you ducked under it. Todd, in the room you're in, mm -hmm. something goes zipping through, leaving holes in the little holes in the wall. Holes about eh, yay big around. Well, you can't see because your camera isn't working. Holes as big around as a decent sized cookie. Big around as a what? As a decent sized cookie, you know, like a Chips Ahoy. Oh, okay. There's even holes by that big round. I held my hands up, but I, then I remembered you couldn't see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so that is Attacker 1's turn. Then it's Attacker 2, which is this one here. Well, if it wants to ping for me. There we go. Unfortunately, Launch, you're also the only one he can see. Yeah. Way to take point. So give me another coordination roll. Okay. No, he does not hit you. Hang on, just say that. I wish there was cameras in here. Well, there's a security camera, so you know you know the security cameras are catching it all. Oh, uh, I said, you, you know, you were just in the security room. You know there's security cameras watching this room, so. Oh, I just didn't see little icons. Oh. I just assumed that. Huh, you're right. They don't have the camera out here. I assumed that they would. 
oh. like a major flaw in the building design. <laughs> well, I don't know, because they've got them everywhere else. Huh. Yeah, I guess you are disappointed then. Alright, and after him... Todd, you're up. What does the Myrmidon do? Prowess to try to dodge. And he fails pretty good. Alright. So that is a hit. And you hit by, let's see, six. So you hit by four, which is a major success. Effort succeeds significantly. Which if I don't, if I'm not forgetting, because you do bashing damage, which means that should be... It's a stun or a knockback or how that works. All right, what do you? What is your strength currently? Uh, nine. Oh, that's right. You're uh, you're you are, you are not disguised. You are fully armored up. Yeah. All right. So nine. He's got a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, damage. that's right. That was actually eleven. I forgot. What's an 11? No, no, never mind. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, yeah, your prowess doesn't change when you change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I got everything factored in where I click. Never mind. But yeah, my strength on that. Alright, you clock him. The chest plate on the suit just kind of crumbled around your hand. His buddy back behind him has to duck as he goes flying back out through the door they just smashed and out into the parking lot. It hits the ground and is just kind of twitching. I will announce to the ones that are still in the room that they now face the matchless might of the Myrmidon. Matchless might of the Myrmidon. Always ends. What'd you say? I said there's always M's with you. Yeah, I know. 
Next up is the one you just clocked. Okay, somebody's giving us a lot of feedback all of a sudden. Okay, so the one you knocked out there just is just laying there kind of twitching robotically. Alright, so basically he doesn't get to go. It is now Zach's turn, or Recluse's turn. We'll give them just a minute to see if they get their mic sorted. Apparently, the dog attacked their computer. Yeah, I saw. I'm going to go ahead and give the NPCs their turn. So I didn't really roll initiative for them. So the secretary runs out into the hall, or the uh, receptionist rather, runs out into the hallway. scientists all begin abandoning their labs. Nobody wants to go down with this ship. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's in the hallway over here. So, yeah, he could run in. He could run down there and get in there and, and actually take a take a swing at somebody. He doesn't have multiple sets of doors. He got to swipe through or any of that jazz. 
Alright, so Recluse runs into... Past the cautious Professor Putty and into the room. Uh, let's see, you see the smashed up door. You see one of them laying out in the parking lot, clearly out of it. Which leaves two more. Whip spray the one on the right. Alright, so this one. Give me an attack act. Oh. Alright, you rolled an eight. It is, I believe, his coordination to dodge that. He did not. So you made it by two. Which is a moderate success. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you now. Are you hearing anything? I'm hearing y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, excellent. All right, so you're hitting with a moderate success. And that is part of, the webbing is part of the swinging power? Uh, yes, sir. All right, swinging. Oh, there's no problem. Because you were paying more attention to the computer than him. Yeah. Very cat-like, too. All right, now where did where did we have where was the webbing listed at? I did not see it under. Binding, that's what it was. All right. So a moderate success. Okay, so you you managed to catch one of his legs. You have achieved a partial hold. Which means the target can perform actions, but at a minus two penalty, and can't move from the spot. If you were to do it again next round to get another moderate, it would bump up the severity, until eventually he'd be immobile, like you did with uh, Skyscraper in the first session. So for right now, he can't... He can't move around, but he can still sit there and shoot, just with a penalty. Yeah, let me put a... What was the marker that I was using? Ah, yes, the actual webs. Slap a web counter on him. 
And that will be Recluse's turn. And then I believe we are back to the top of the order with Launch. Is there... I almost feel like I should have let that last guy hit me with the shot. You're still, you're, you are still Captain America, comic book Captain America strong. Okay. Is there any kind of, like, obvious, I'm trying to think of the right word, and I don't think it's going to come to me, like a, like a CPU type, the brain power to the, to the suit. Is there anything kind of visible that I can see and kind of direct my attack at that? Give me an awareness roll. No, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> roll the dump stand. So, the short answer is no. This thing seems to be pretty well self-contained. Okay, then I'm just going to punch it. Alright, the one that's webbed up or the other one? The other one. Alrighty. Give me a roll with your prowess. Oh. Alright, and he will dodge with his prowess. Close the sheet. Hey, I closed the sheet like a moron. Alright. <clears throat> so he kind of brings his gun up, gun up, and kind of catches you on the side of the arm and moves it to one side just enough that you miss him. That would put you in base, basically, right up on him. Sean, what is Professor Putty doing? I am going to make a uh, giant-sized fist, and I am going to hit uh, one of the uh, enemies. Uh, so just a straight-out strength attack. All right, that'd be prowess. Oh, that's right. You were pretty good. You were pretty good in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Ooh, they go pretty good too. But you did, however, hit him. And what is your strength? Uh, seven. Which one were you hitting? Let's see. I believe I would have been hitting probably this guy. Alrighty. 
So basically, you just ran to the corner and punched the first guy you saw. Okay. Yeah. So you he beat you beat him by one, but he'd have been at a minus two for his roll because he's. Uh, no, no, he's at minus two when he takes actions, not for his defensive stuff. Okay. It's all right. You beat him by one, so you do your damage to him. And you said get a seven. All right, you crack his faceplate. Put a little life bar over him. So he is still up, but you have, like I said, you, like I said, you can see with the the faceplate is a little cracked up. So you have definitely damaged him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't put quite the right amount on there. There he is. All right, that's right. And then it is his turn, Sean. He's gonna try to punch you back. Oh, that's kind of me. All right, so give me a prowess roll to try to dodge it. All right. <laughs> okay, so you got an 11 and he got a 5. So he missed by 6. So that is like a colossal failure. Which, if I'm not mistaken, puts him at a disadvantage. So basically, the next time you try to punch him, you're at a plus two to hit him. Awesome. Yeah, you, you, you he is basically overextended, and you have put yourself in just a good position to pop him back. All right, that is his turn. Then it is the other guy. And launch is right in front of him, so he'll take a swing at launch. What do I roll? Uh, prowess. <laughs> All right then, my boys can't roll for nothing, and you guys can't do nothing but roll six fives and sixes and whatnot. You're basically in the same position Sean is. Nice. You know. He just take he he just makes a real bad swing, leaves himself wide open, and you're just in the perfect spot to 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 come back. So you'll be at a plus two to hit him the next next time you take a swing at him. <laughs> Myrmidon, you're up. Yeah, there. Uh, did you say they came from a ship? Yes, out in the parking lot. 
Can I see the ship? Uh, give me an awareness roll. Yes, you can see the ship. It is starting to recloak, but you can still see where it's at. Is this glass all out in front of us? Or is that wall? Uh, this right here is wall. This center part here was where the revolving door was, and that's all cleared out now. You know, they crumpled the door as they came in. Have they got these guys pretty much handled? It's looking like it, yeah. Can I burrow? Pop up here and chuck this car at the ship. Okay. Or I walk through the walls. Either way. The burrowing would probably cause less damage. Okay. Then I burrow, pop up by that car. Yeah, I chuck the car to ship. Alright, so you snatch up the car. Give me a... It'd be coordination because you're throwing something. And then I roll coordination for the ship. Plus, you know, however good the pilot is, because, you know, clearly I had this ship statted up ahead of time. And, and surely he was expecting a car to come flying at it. Surely, you know, from surely. The side out of nowhere. <laughs> All right, my rolling the streak continues. Two, three, two. Or four, I'm not playing. You wouldn't. <laughs> so you, you pick up this beautiful high dollar car. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a pretty machine. And you just chunk it two handed. You throw it like a dart. It goes right into the... Uh, the side doors where the ship had opened up and, and dropped the uh, the troopers off. Well, the doors hadn't shut yet. So the oh. car winds up lodged inside that as the whole ship basically veers off and crashes. Hello, I'm the Myrmidon. I made a rock. Don't let that intimidate you. So first... Can you guys see me and hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. For some reason, my icon turned off. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So anyway, so he chunks that, so that car is gone. Uh, the ship crashes. It doesn't go up into a big fire explosion. It's not even, it's not a crash from that high. 
But all that added weight and hitting it on its side, no. You gotta be careful with that sort of thing with any kind of aircraft. And then next up is... Ah, the dead one again. Let's go ahead and delete him. Well, not yet. We'll leave him. And then it is Recluse. Alright, so you leap on him, you know, screaming at the top of your lungs. Uses flailing wildly. Need to beat a 10. What are the chances? Low. The chances are low. Alright, what is your strength? Alright. And you'd have actually been at a 12. No, no, that's only that's only that's only if he takes an action that he's at minus two. Never mind. So anyway. So he missed by six. You do seven damage minus his three damage resistance. So that's five, which is still more than he had left. So you jump up there and you cave the the head or helmet or whatever it is. You just kind of cave it in with repeated with repeated blows. And then it is launch. I'm going to punch the guy in front of me again. He's managed to dodge you so far. Can he keep it up? Well, he has that minus two, so I kind of doubt it. Oh, that's right. You're actually you're, so you're actually hitting him with an eleven, which means he missed before. All right, so you definitely lay into him good, and you've got a strength of six. We said. Six is peak. Six is peak human. All right, so that's six minus his damage resistance. <clears throat> so yeah, you lay a, a nice hammering blow in that chest plate, and you feel it 
It doesn't crumple in all the way, but you definitely feel something in there give. And it goes kind of stumbling back half a step. <clears throat> oh, oh yeah, and I should have given the uh, NPCs one more turn, getting towards the safe room. Though, it does not look like the intruders are going to get any further than the lobby. Because your spoil sports like that. Aside from that one guy's sports car, y'all kept property damage down to a minimum. That was a launch. Professor Putty. Well, I'm going to uh, wall up uh, the guy who has positioned himself so beautifully for me to do that. Uh, so I'll do a prowess. <sighs> Come on, guys. Come on. Somebody roll a one. Yeah, at least he at least he rolled decent. He's got a minus two though, right? So. Uh, that was just for. Uh, oh, just for hitting. Okay. Well, that was just for uh, launch. Oh, okay. The one you the one you had hit before that you had had the minus on. Recluse took him out. Oh, he's out. Okay, this is a different guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's still uh, you beat him by two, so that's still a good solid lick. You do your full damage, which we said was a seven. He's got a three damage resistance, but even with that, he goes down. Yeah, you knock him a few feet back into the parking lot, and he just kind of sprawls out. Was that a bad guy with the weird glasses thing? Uh, no, that's like just disappeared. Oh, he 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 oh, slid up. Yeah. He slid up into the same square as. Uh, okay. But yeah, you mentioned that. And I looked up and yeah, he was gone. Like, uh oh, did I delete a token by mistake? It's all right. You lay the last of them out. The ship is laying over there in a hunk in the parking lot on top of some other cars. <laughs> uh, let me go back to the security office and make sure there's no one like coming around the side doors or whatever. All right. You run in there. Uh, give me an awareness roll. My best one. Nah, you don't see nobody. <laughs> While I'm in there, can I, like, plant a bug or a virus in the system to kind of keep me updated on what's going on in the building after we leave? Uh, I create myself a back door or whatever. You have got some sort of technology skill, don't you? 
Yeah, give me a. Alberta. What was that? Alberta, the termination point for housing. All right, if you burn the... the if, all right, you need to roll your intellect and a bit of plus one because you have the technology specialty. Okay. Now, if you want to... If you... If you uh, wanted to tap a... Uh, if you wanted to tap a quality, you can give yourself a plus two on that roll. Okay. Uh, so it would be a plus two plus the... Plus one bonus? So right. Three? Correct. Okay. Um, so it'd be three plus three plus your D6. And I assume you'd be tapping your uh, ETAI for that one. Okay, this is without the plus two modifier. That's a 10, so actually a 12. Now let me roll for the uh, security. Yeah, you know, this place has got decent security. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> At least it's not us this time. I guess everybody gets a turn. Yeah. So anyway, yes, you have put a backdoor into their system. It's like super easy to do because you're using one of their computers in their facility. Okay. Yay. So while while their security had you tried to do this through the internet would probably have been great. You know, one of these guys left their password written on a piece of paper taped to the computer. So yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's what happens a lot of times, though, because I got a buddy that does cybersecurity stuff for Boeing, and he said that's almost always when they when they when they send in a team to basically come in and, and try to break in to test stuff, it is always little stuff like on site that causes the problems. Awesome. You know, printers are a good way to get information too, because the bigger ones that companies use have a hard drive that saves the images. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can, I can see that being a being a thing. All right. So while you're doing that, all you guys, all the rest of you, give me an awareness roll. Okay. It's against a very low difficulty. everything. They see all. They know all. They understand very little. Alright. Remember, I am freakishly aware. Yes, yes. <laughs> you are supernaturally aware, yes. Yes. Well, even at this distance, Todd, you notice that these two guys... The two that fell outside mm -hmm. are starting to bubble. Ooh, bubble? They're starting to bubble, almost like they're becoming, it's 
it's it's like a gray kind of gray metallic kind of bubbling like they're starting to boil uh putty you're standing right next to one inside that's doing this you and recluse so both of you notice right away uh oh uh, Somebody trying to scoop one of them up in like a glass or a cup or something. You're in a parking lot. So is it the suits themselves or the, that are melting or the, the people inside? It seems to be the suits. Todd, standing outside, you also notice that the vehicle is starting to do this. Yeah, it's all starting to break down. Yeah, that sucks. Any, any chance we can pull off any piece of tech? You know, before it disintegrates, or, you know. You gonna try to grab a piece? Eh, probably not. Probably oh. not a good idea. I don't have any heat or acid resistance or anything. Come on. <laughs> uh, Todd, you rolled the highest of anybody. I think I did. Huh. The one person that could have grabbed something. And, uh... Where the ship is bubbling like that, you notice it's spreading to the cars that the ship's on top of. In oh, so it's, so it's like acid. Inside, you guys notice that it's starting to creep along the floor. Well, I'm going to move. Uh, I suggest we step back. Recluse jumps up onto the ceiling. This one here, while it's creeping along the floor... You also know. You also see it going up the wall. Oh, oh come yeah. on, that ain't fair. Is this is this another villain? I'm wondering if this is uh, like a the living ship or something. <laughs> Roll me anybody that's got the tech skill. Uh, I think I do. It's starting to sound like nanite. Or or science or science. I've got science. Uh. Not launch though. Launch is oblivious to this. Ah, okay, yeah, that's right. Because you didn't see nothing on the monitors. I got an update. So would that be like intellect? Yes, yes, it, it would be your intellect plus one for your uh, science. Okay. Or did you have multiples in science? Let me look at your sheet right quick. I think I have multiples. I'm not sure. Yeah, you typed it in, but you didn't put your ranks. And yeah, you may have taken you may have taken more than one because you should have more than one, especially. So you may have taken multiple ranks in it. Yeah. So I'll crunch the numbers on that later. Get that filled in. We'll say you've at least got a plus two because I'm sure you put at least two in there. Yeah, let's let's say that that's probably right at least. All right, so that's an 11 plus two. You realize, and I think Todd over the phone mentioned this a minute ago, but I'm not sure anybody could hear him. You realize these things are basically gray gooing. It's some some kind of nanobots are just breaking down everything around them. Uh, this could potentially be very, very bad if it continues unchecked. Basically, nanites are breaking, every, break, just breaking down everything around it. 
Uh, logically, if this is just a self-destruct for the things, it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't spread too far. If there's not some sort of limit built in, though, yeah, it, it could just keep turning more and more stuff. Anybody got electrical powers or fire or acid or anything we can do to short these things out or destroy them? Maybe we should start letting the people in the building, the security teams, know, say, if they've got anything with fire or electrical to try to use against these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, where are the security personnel? Are they all fled? Uh... No, there was still there would still be at least one in the room with Anna. All right. Uh, Jason, are there any power poles outside? You know, light poles, that kind of thing. Yes, Todd, there are power poles outside. Sorry. Hey, we're going down. Bring the wires over. Right, hold on, I got two people talking at once. Todd, what were you saying? I ripped one of the uh, light poles. Uh huh. And get the wires from it. basically trying to electrocute the uh, the two that's out there, and if that works, then I'll try and electrocute the ship. Okay, uh, give me a coordination roll to make sure you can do that without shocking yourself. Now, Anna, you were saying what now? Oh, uh, the security person on us in the room with me, would he have noticed what's going on up front? No, nah, no, nah, you ran in to go over the computer. You ran in and pushed him away from the monitor and took over. There was another security guy in here with me. Uh -huh. Does he have a higher uh, awareness than I do? Well, he'd about have to. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. He's got a he's got a slightly higher one. Yeah. Let me roll, see if he noticed anything. Huh? No, he didn't notice anything either. He was too busy watching you. <laughs> All right, Todd, was that six your coordination? Yeah. All right, let me see here. How difficult would this be? Dropping wires and stuff ain't super hard. Do what now? I said dropping wires and something ain't super hard. No, no, I'm just making sure you don't shock yourself. You just say you missed by one. Eh, take five points of damage. How do you take damage in this thing? Alright, open up your character sheet. And where it says stamina? Yeah. yeah. You should have a 12 in there because you're you should be full. You would top off, uh, how much damage resistance do you have? Uh, it's your, it's your ultimate form ranks, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, never mind. You got a five. You take it. It doesn't, it's not actually enough to hurt you. Okay. It feels unpleasant, and you know. It feels like you bumped uh, up, you, like you brushed up against an electric fence or something, but it's not actually damaging you. But uh, yeah, you tip the you tip the power pole over into the 
into the ship. Yeah. And as soon as the pole touches it, the pole starts gray-gooing too. But once it hits the electrical wires, you start seeing a few sparks. And the whole pile just kind of shivers for a little bit. And then it goes still and you don't see it spreading anymore. Uh, inside the office, Recluse and Putty, this one here, it eats a certain distance into the wall, and then you see it stop and start shuddering, and it stops. Ooh, that's a relief. The other two outside keep going for a little bit, though. security guy jumps up, runs to the wall, opens up this cabinet, pulls out this big rifle-sized taser. It looks very familiar to you. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, the company builds these for the police. And instead of running out to face whatever it is himself, he just tosses you the gun. Just point it and pull the trigger, it'll be fine. Uh, you grab another one and let you both go, huh? I, I only had the one. Oh. And he quickly closes uh, the cabinet before you can look inside. I'm going to follow him out there. <laughs> See what a great goo situation is. Um, yeah, I'm just going to open the bottom of this thing if I still have time to do All that. Right. The, the two guys, the, the, the piles of goo basically have expanded and combined to the point it's really just one big pile at this point. All right. So what do I have to roll for this? Uh, give me, just give me a coordination roll. All right, then I will roll, and we will see if, uh, basically, if you manage to stab it and pull the trigger, uh, you know, as you're stabbing, as opposed to if you poke the gun in and then pull the trigger where it has a chance to gray goo the end of the gun. All right, so that comes out to a total of a zero. So basically, you poke the gun in, and you, as you pull the trigger, you see the barrel of the gun starting to bubble up. It still discharges the electricity like it's supposed to, but it's eating away at some of the insulation, so there is some feedback along the, along the gun where you're holding it. So give me a strength check, basically to avoid a stun. Okay. Much like I described with the Myrmidon, you sit there and kind of give a jump, you know, like 
like if you've ever brushed against an electric fence, you know, at a farm, it's not a huge shot, but it's enough to kind of make you jump back. And that, that's all you get. But, uh, it seems to have done the job. The piles of goo stop expanding. Though they have gotten big enough, they have blocked the doorway now. Yeah. And when they go still, they seem to become a solid mass. So it's not, they're not, they're not like gooey to the touch anymore. It's a solid mass of metal and carbon and who knows what all else. It's like it was breaking everything down to kind of its base components. Myrmidon, you're now outside the building. What do you do? Is there anything left to do? You can clear the doorway for the for the nice people, but that'd be about it. Yeah. Myrmidon doesn't do cleanup. Do what now? Myrmidon doesn't do cleanup. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the, the, the receptionist that I was talking to, did she make it? Uh, yes. You know, combat's over, we'll drop out of the round thing. Uh, as you get back inside, yes, all the uh, office personnel or, and scientists and whatnot made it to the safe room. Like I said, you basically stopped the intrusion at the lobby. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go see how the ladies are doing. Alright, so when the police arrive, uh, Uh, everybody has come up out of the safe room once you give them the all clear. So everybody's just kind of standing around out in the front. The scientists are poking at the gray goo. Though at this point it's just inert metal and whatnot, so there ain't a whole lot for them to really, you know, pick up on it. Though some of them are, uh, you know, cutting samples and taking samples and whatnot. So you're out here talking to the ladies. Yeah, we'll put a lady scientist over there, too. Uh, the police arrive. They begin taking your report. The uh, officer in charge of the scene is a Sergeant Bartley. He seems to have a chip on his shoulder about you guys. You know. I'll try to go chat him up a little bit. All right, give me a. Let's see what would what is what is social interaction stats on this. You know, oddly enough, I think it falls under willpower. So give me a willpower roll. Alright, can I, since I haven't used it for anything else, can I invoke like my aspect of like my laughing on the outside? Absolutely, give absolutely. I'll give you a plus two. Alright, let's hope I roll decently since my willpower is not great. Uh, let's see. Oh, I did. 
And let me look up cop stats right quick. And see. Soldier, thug, zombie. Police officer, here we go. They have an average wheel. Well, after talking with him, because initially when he shows up, he's trying to blame you, blame you guys for everything. Uh, even without you chatting him up, he wouldn't have gotten as far as him trying to arrest you, because all the witnesses were saying you were the heroes. Though he was noting that most of the witnesses never actually saw anything that, other than the receptionist and the security guys. But you start talking him up, you know, you calm him down. You got the impression that while he he, he he seems to like you all right by the end of this, you're pretty sure he still ain't a real big fan of supers in general. Oh, well, we do what we can do. But, you know, you've calmed him down and, you know, at least at least this situation here runs smoothly. Uh, you're finishing up with the police. A familiar limo pulls up. Uh, Bernard gets out again. Uh, he steps up to you on behalf of Mr. Steele I would like to thank you for your uh, help in this uh, you know we're pleased with how it turned out you kept uh, you know damage to a minimum we really thought more of the facility would be damaged than was we'll have to remodel the reception receptions area but and perhaps upgrade our security somewhat but And, you know, the, he looks around at the, uh, all the damage out in the parking lot, you know. The auto insurers will be, will be paying out a little bit for this one, but. But no lives were lost, so, you know, Mr. Steele is quite pleased. He kind of kicks at one of the piles. Do we have any idea if there were people in there? One of the scientists chimes in at this point. We're taking a core sample of it. We'll uh, we'll we'll check and see how much carbon there is in the middle. But uh, yeah, there's got to attack. All right, Sean, you uh, I lost you there for a second. What was it you said? But our nods said, "Yes, we'll uh, we'll have to begin searching through through databases for any any villains that are known to use uh, nanotech." He's sure there's a couple there. Those inventor types are always coming up with strange things. Things would be so useful if you could if if someone sane could get the uh, plans for them. So you're standing there talking with Bernard. You know, uh, he's kind of. On behalf of Mr. Still asking you, you know, how you want to spend this in the media. Do you want it, you know, basically Still is, will be happy to take your lead on this. If you want to say that you were staking the place out, 
you know, that you had talked to him and you were staking the place out, they'll go with that. If you just want to say you were in the area and popped up like superheroes tend to, they can go with that. Bernard agrees, in this situation, I believe honesty is unlikely to bite us in the rear. Uh, you talk to Bernard for 20 minutes or so. Several unmarked black vans begin pulling up. And an honest-to-God black helicopter lands in a clear spot in the parking lot. <clears throat> Several suited government types get out. Uh, at this point, you see the most emotion you've ever seen in Bernard's face. Which is really just a... He looks just slightly perturbed. Just kind of a... He glances at one of the scientists, and you see the scientist give him a slow nod. And then he walks over to talk to the... What turns out to be government guys here to confiscate all the potential super tech. Which really just comes down to these solid blobs of matter. Uh, after this, Bernard talks to you some more. You know, if y'all hang around, it takes an hour or so for the government guys to clear out, you know, to, or to gather up everything. They question you all over again. They question the, the uh, other witnesses all over again. And in the end, they leave with the remains. Uh, Bernard tells you that's not unusual. Government usually confiscates supervillain tech. He said it's ironic in this case because uh, Mr. Steele is usually one of the first people they, they come to to have it examined. But So we may wind up with it back in our possession eventually anyway. But, uh, but he thanks you for your time. Uh, news crews have shown up by this point, but they were kind of they were kind of kept at bay. They weren't really allowed on the uh, on the camp on the facilities campus until after the government spooks clear out. Now you've got press vans pulling up and cameras are on you. You know, Bernard straightens his tie. He presents the story, just as y'all had decided, you know, you would offer, you know, you had spoken to Mr. Steele after the last attack. You, the, the two of you had come up, or your group and he had come up with this plan to, you know, stake out the other facility. You know, you know, the plan had worked, the attack had been repelled. He doesn't talk about the gray gooing, or really any specifics about the attack, other than that it did not progress past the uh, entryway. You know, the reception area was as far as they got, and you guys just stopped him cold. He doesn't get emotional, but he does kind of talk y'all up. Once again, the press is asking, uh, how long you've been a team? What's your team name?
make an announcement to the public soon. They're not happy with that answer, and they keep asking, they keep asking similar questions, and you know, speculating on you know how many of these public appearances are you going to make before you know you make your official debut. <coughs> Like a violent backhand or just a up over his mouth? Over his mouth. Okay. One of the reporters looks at oh, y'all y'all just really haven't decided yet, okay. start clearing out eventually. I mean, the press will stay there and talk to you as long as you want, but, uh... Myrmidon, the receptionist, slips you her number before she leaves. As well as she, yeah, as well as I expected. So does one of the female scientists, but, you know, she's old enough to be your mother. <laughs> No upright, gentlemen. That's a good uh, caveat to make. What did you say? I said, no upper age limit. That's a good caveat. <laughs> All right. You don't know. He may be a little R. Kelly. He may have no lower one. We don't know yet. Oh. He's made a rock. They may all be children to him. All right, moving on before I get creeped out. All right. So anyway, you guys leave at least far enough away to, uh, you know, to be out of the spotlight. Do you have a discussion about team names or what you actually want to do? I mean, at some point, we really do need to have it. Might as well have it now. But if we wait long enough, they'd rather name us something awful. Yeah. The man bird procrastinator. I was going to go with Super Buddies, but I like yours better. <laughs> You bring that up. So that we can actually, yeah. And, uh. Say, so I'm happy to work on putting together some, you know, tech that we can at least maintain contact with each other. Uh, they had actually, with burner phones, exchanged phone numbers after helping the Mutant Underground. Mm -hmm. Professor Putty was not there for that. But, uh, 
And Big pardon? I'll get in on that. Then if I can, I'll get a burner phone also. Okay. If y'all exchange numbers, you can get in touch with each other. Now, the ideal of building, like, comm units that use the cellular network or something, probably not a bad ideal. And between your science and Launch's tech, would not be a problem for you to build. Yeah, because I think we ought to even build something where, like, you know, maybe we check in with each other just once a day. Hey, so that one of us gets like, you know, something bad happens and we don't hear from him in a day or two. We know there's a problem and we should go looking for him. You need like a chat group somewhere. Exactly. So, even if it's just to say, hey, I'm still alive today, I'm here. Rick loses like nothing to report, just dumpster diving. <laughs> Wait, half a bread. But, uh, Are any of our characters rich? I mean, I know I'm not. I'm a working scientist. I do okay. But anybody got access to wealth? Or something like whipping up a cool headquarters? Nobody has... Uh, nobody put, like, you know, for their qualities, you know, nobody put millionaire philanthropist. Alright. So we'll just have to hang out in someone's living room. It worked for the Amazing Friends. Yeah. I mean, they they had a really nice living room, but you know, it's what happens when well, what? Tony Stark happened to Richards or a Tony Stark. But... Well, that's what happened to them. Tony uh, Iron Man guest starred in the first episode, and suddenly they had you know yep. a transforming living room. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to invite Reed Richards or Tony Stark over to lunch one day and see. If... <laughs> They feel sorry for us and build the headquarters. Professor Putty. The uh, the middle I'm class Reed Richards. Reed Richards. I don't have any of those. I'm not as smart as Reed Richards. I don't have any of those super patents that just have money pouring in. Uh, I skim money from everyone's bank account. So I don't never put down how much I have. But <laughs> I imagine it's a, a little healthy. Well, it's true. If you just took a dollar from, you know, everybody's bank account in the world. Yeah. Then you'd be a thief that has stolen millions of dollars. Hey, if we think the guy we... Yeah, like that's the first the, super group by the maybe we can ask him you know, shady. Office. Well, he does. He he probably does kind of owe you a favor if you wanted to, you know. If you wanted him to know where your super base was. Yeah, that's the only good problem there. The this guy we were working for was obviously rich. Help! We didn't get paid for this job. You weren't hired help. You were doing no. you were doing daring do for the for the. Uh, Public well-being. Yeah, I don't like we just did, you know, basically security work for nothing. What does this dude do? So you're the man for Heroes for Hire? Is that what you're trying to set up? Yeah, it would look kind of suspicious if we helped this guy, you know, doing this little thing, and then all of a sudden we have a super nice office. Yeah. 
Although the Heroes for Hire bottle has some appeal to it also, but uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's, it's... You went out on me, Sean. What was that? It was too, too late for I can't send him a bill. Yeah, you kind of have to agree on that kind of thing beforehand. Yeah. But the Heroes for Hire model is not uh, necessarily a bad one for uh, working class heroes like ourselves. True. Now, the trick is, of course, with a... Uh... Oh, let me swap phones right away. With the... With technically being vigilantes, even if the government is fairly accepting of you, a public office might not be a good idea. True. Well, maybe we could do it the way uh, artists do it, just kind of find ourselves some wealthy patrons who believe in our cause. Get some benefactors. You could do that. Uh, let's see, what else? You have a contact with the Mutant Underground who's experienced with setting up safe houses. He might be able to hip you to to a usable space. It might not be anything fancy. Uh, that's not a bad way to start. We could reach out. You know, out of character, to be honest, I had halfway planned on y'all having that access to that sewer area from the previous session, and then somebody caved in the roof. <laughs> so I was like, well, don't guess they'll be using that one. And thank God for it. I don't need to be based out of the sewer. Yeah. It works for the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's nice. Our uniform is trying to be based out of the sewer. I have a white lab coat. A sewer wouldn't work out well for me. <laughs> it was unused portion of the sewer, mostly. Whatever. There was one small corner they were using, but... <laughs> But in a city size, the size of Manfred, there's also unused warehouses and, you know, probably all sorts of things. Yeah, I figure Reese would probably scout around to can't find a nice abandoned space that's dry. Alright. Yeah, we're finishing up a little early, but, uh... So anyway, you have, so you're the characters have officially decided they're going to be a team. Where prior to this, you were mostly just kept running into each other because, you know, y'all work in the same town. So you'll begin looking for, in your downtime, you'll begin looking for potential bases. Uh, if you think of any ideals of something you would like, feel free to drop me a mail. Uh, next game when I show up, I'll try to have a few suggestions of, of thing of possibilities that you have found in your downtime. Let's base out of my apartment. <laughs> well, y'all can certainly do that, at least to begin with. Recluse finds out you have central heating and never leaves. And launch never comes back. He just climbs up into the vent and stays there. <laughs> Bring home the economy size of great. That's a crime. <laughs> but, uh... And like I said, also, you know, everybody remember to, to try and type me up a description of your character. Not a problem. 
and I'll start begging. I'll start begging uh, artists I know to draw. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up here then. I hope everybody enjoyed it, despite our continuing technical difficulties. Blame the dog. <laughs> yeah, it's I blame the computer too, because it shouldn't have been that hard. Unplug it. Plug it back up. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not dramatic enough. Nope. Alrighty, y'all. Have a good one. See y'all next time. All right.